Hello and welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Jensen. Joined tonight by Brock and Joe. Back on the show. Joe, lots to talk about with the Chargers, but that is that is not tonight's show. Um, but guys, wildcard weekend. Welcome back. Uh, I do want to inform our listeners that this will be an edited podcast, which will be a little bit of an experiment for me, but I'll, I'll figure it out. We will have Mason and Brad on. They are the second part of this show. At the end of this portion, uh, we will go to them. So Brock, don't let me forget, I'm tasking you with this. If I start wrapping up like I'm wrapping up the whole show, don't let me send something in the chat. And I will uh, throw a more appropriate intro <clears throat> into uh, Brad and uh, and Mason, hoping to have the whole crew together on Wednesday night for our division preview. I know Brad, Mason, and hopefully YB will be there. YB couldn't make it today. I had some stuff come up in corporate South Korea, as, as happens. From time to time, uh, should be a fun week. Hoping to do recaps directly after the Saturday and Sunday games next week. Big divisional round weekend, and then we'll cool back down to one podcast a week for uh, until the Super Bowl, and then of course Super Bowl week do two shows, a, a preview show and a um, a, uh, a a recap directly following the Super Bowl as always. Uh, and then uh, yeah, we'll take our our seasonal month to month and a half long break while we wait for more nfl news to develop boys welcome thank you so much for joining me on this martin luther king day uh did you enjoy the football this weekend we'll start with you joe how, how, how was your football viewing experience this weekend uh to touch on your previous statement uh we have a lot to discuss in terms of chargers uh and um, because of that, I, my football viewing experience has drastically changed. Uh, yeah, there's like that, not that burden of the inevitable loss and sadness, but also, uh, you know, I find myself not as nearly attached. Um, so yeah, I give myself like adopted teams in the playoffs to root for. So given that the two teams that I adopted, uh, to, to go further, both one. So, uh, it was pleasant. Very nice. Brock, you know, obviously, I mean, but the Panthers are nowhere near this, uh, neither were the Broncos, but uh, uh, here we are, the playoffs. I, um, I had yeah. a fun time this weekend. I, I, yeah. I know there were some blowouts, but I thought all in all, all the games were entertaining. I mean, I'm a winner. The Panthers not may, be not, uh, may not be winners, but this season, I'm a winner. You want to know why? The very first episode I was on this podcast, I sat down. You asked me, Brock. What's your hot take? And I said to you, I said the Cowboys would either not make the playoffs or lose their first playoff game. Lo and behold, what has happened? So yeah, I was I had a great had a great wild card weekend. Nostradamus, he's a man. All right. Let's start there. I feel like that, you know. That might be the only place to start is in, is in Dallas where the Green Bay Packers walked in and like, let, let's not joke ourselves. Dak Prescott, quote, threw for 400 yards. No, he didn't. Uh, he threw for 400 yards in total garbage time because this game was never close because the Green Bay Packers walked into Jerry World. And uh, basically, I'll, look, I know it was 48, but let's just say it. They dropped a 50 burger on him. 
basically. Like that's that's basically what happened in this game. Uh, the Cowboys didn't show up. Dak Prescott threw two terrible picks, one of them a pick six. And here we are all over again. Another year where, uh, once again, I, I I credit myself and Brock, I, I, you know, I hope never once did I fall for Cowboys hype this year. I just want that on the record. I, 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 <laughs> I haven't for the last two years. I stopped after the, the year they lost to... Uh, to the Niners, I, I I I swore off Cowboys hype, and here we are. I was right again. You were right again. The Cowboys have completely collapsed. Let's start with that. Mike McCarthy probably won't have a job tomorrow morning. Like that's that's where we're at at this point. I think I actually think he has it. I don't know. I don't know if he'll get fired. I, I'm not convinced. Uh, but I mean, I told you on on the last episode what would have to happen is what did happen, which the Cowboys would have to lay an egg. Now, to be fair to the Packers, I mean, Jordan Love, I mean, what what sacrifices did the fans of the Green Bay Packers commit? Like, what did they do to earn this uh, procession of quarter of franchise quarterbacks for their franchise? I mean, he looked amazing. Some He had some, he had some dimes, you know, all over the field. Um I mean, the Green Bay defense actually had life, which I was surprised by. That was the only thing I was worried about. Um, and yeah, the Cowboys did put up some points in the second half, but it didn't end up mattering. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think with the Cowboys, we have to, I feel like you know people should have been here already, but especially now, it has to be a, you know, until we are proven wrong, you know, we shouldn't be hyping them up. But I mean, they get the love, they get it all because, you know, they're, quote, America's team. So that's why we hype them up. But I mean, I, I like, like you said, I never trusted them. I don't know if that falls directly on McCarthy. Don't get me wrong. Obviously the, the offense sputtered, but the defense was awful. Yeah. Awful. Like uncharacteristically awful. I read, I read something like throughout the year, they played man uh, like 80% of the time during their games. And for whatever reason, during the first two quarters, they played 90% zone. And they were just getting torched. So I don't know if that's Dan Quinn overthinking it. I mean, it got to be, right? Because, uh, like, who's yeah. like, it's a young wide receiver core that almost, you know, most football fans wouldn't know the names of unless you're a Packers fan. And it's a rookie, quote, rookie quarterback. So, I mean, what is, what, why is he changing the scheme for this game? Yeah. I don't know if it's like a, just another classic case of a coach overthinking going into it. Uh, you're absolutely right. Like, Dak had a pretty bad game, but, this I think this was on the wall the whole year. Like the, sure, the Cowboys had good games. Dak had a great year. The running game was non-existent. They lacked any type of uh, pass catcher save C.D. Lamb. Uh, the defense was good, uh, but if you uh, like you said, you give up forty-eight in a playoff game. That's <laughs> you can't. That's the defense wasn't great. Yep. I don't know if I uh, and I am a team and same with you, Brock, a team looking forward um, to a new head coach. Dan Quinn is not on my list. And and he wasn't before this, but absolutely like just another failure in playoffs. He's definitely off the list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to really understand how bad this Cowboys defense get got really after like week 10. Like, if you look at, like, their from week 10 on, they gave up the most yards per play in the NFL. Like, this 
this collapse was not a one game thing. This has happened for like the last month and a half of the season. And man, it's just, it's, it's a very, it, it's a very, very, it's a, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough time. Yeah. I mean, you got, I, I saw a, a friend of mine who's a Cowboys fan, uh, you know, posted this meme. It was like, a, it was a circle of, uh, circle of like the Cowboys um, timeline. It's like, you know, step one hyped, hyped, you know, hyped for the season to start step two, we were beating, you know, we were, we're posting a 10 and you know, whatever record and beating bad teams. Oh, we lost in the playoffs. Oh, uh, you know, now the cycle starts all over again. So, I mean, I feel like they've been like that in that position, you know, for some, for some time now. Um, and it's just, they're such a popular franchise that, um, you know, they're almost held aloft by the weight of their own reputation. And, and I think it is a real thing. Like people talked about it, like, you know, playing in Dallas and playing for the Cowboys that comes with a different set of pressures that maybe other playing for other teams doesn't. And I, I fully would agree with that. I mean, but I, I almost feel like they've on some level brought it on themselves um, because their owner has pursued that reputation, right? And and I I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's like, you know, you you want to you want to walk that walk. You also have, or you want to talk that talk. You also have to walk it. So that's that's unfortunately where they're at. And who knows what the off season is going to look like for them if they're going to make major changes or try one more time with the current uh, regime. Yeah, I don't know. They have a lot locked up. I mean, like let's be fair. They have a great roster. Like they have so many, I mean, and not just we'll call them marquee players, but that's what they are. They have a great roster. I wouldn't, it does. And maybe this is something we probably should discuss, but is it, is it a coaching issue or is it like, is it a mentality built up for years on years where they just fall apart in the playoffs? Like let's say, you know, the rumors recently Belichick going there is Belichick. Would he fix that immediately? Like which coach in the current cycle is going to fix that immediately? I would argue Belichick just because of his pedigree could fix that immediately. I, 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 you gave me a perplexed, perplexed look, Brock. Do you, do you, do you feel, feel like, like I'm wrong? Like, I do feel like he's got enough cachet that like he could come in here or like, say a Mike Vrabel type, I, I think could re- could change the you're, mentality of the team. You're asking Bill Belichick to work with Jerry Jones. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I don't think, so I, I guess I think two things. One, I, I don't think that, I don't think Texas is big enough for Jones and Belichick to be, you know, working on the same team. Uh, two, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, we don't have to dig into this, but I, I guess I don't know where I sit on my opinion of Belichick in 2024. Um, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. Certainly not. He's it, one of, if not the best coach of all time, but it's like, you know, has, has the league passed him by a little bit for a certain terms of offensive scheme or was it ever his bag to begin with? I don't know. I, I don't know if Belichick is an answer for any team at this stage. Uh, I'll be happy to be proven wrong. Cause like I said, I do think he's one of the greats, but like, I don't know. I definitely don't think he's an answer for Dallas. I don't know if he's really an answer for anybody at this point. I think that's a fair skepticism 
to have. I, I think if he comes back, he probably brings Josh McDaniels with him, which, listen, Josh McDaniels, say what you will about him as a, a head coach, but he was a good offensive coordinator for basically the entirety of his I mean, was he? In New England. He did have well, he Tom Brady, but Brady for all he, that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. The two times he's had the chance to implement his own scheme with his own own players or, you know, his own scheme, independent of Belichick and Brady, it's gone horribly wrong. Yeah. I mean, That's I don't fair. think we can throw that that away. But again, if 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 Belichick does start over and brings McDaniels and they have success with Dak, I mean, then... And I'm proven wrong. I'm not sitting here and pounding the table on this take. It's just that's that's what I'm. Taking. I don't know. Was uh, I can't remember. Um, and maybe you guys can clean me up or not. But was uh, McDaniel's the coach when Matt Castle filled in when Brady tore his knee game one or game two? Probably. They, the they definitely. Uh, um. God, I can't remember now. He might have been in Denver honestly during that time. Eric, do you remember? Uh, yeah, I mean, instead of just posing the question, that, that, that was, uh, (laughs) Josh McDaniels was like a little bit before my football watching lifetime. So, uh, so I, 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 God, uh, you just dated me, man. I remember him being a coach. (laughs) Holy smokes. Uh, I'm just not a historian of the game. So yeah, that's why. Yeah, no. So yeah. Uh, so he, yeah, he was the offensive coordinator during that time. So though they didn't make the playoffs, they still won 11 games that year. Um, so yeah, I think he, I think he's shown, I think like, uh, I, I remember I read an article a while back <clears throat> when it come to like what his problem was with, uh, Derek Carr in um, Las Vegas. And it was that he wants, he can, he, he believes he can scheme a, a wide receiver open at any time. He just wants the quarterback to basically be a jug machine. He wants it to throw it when and where he wants it thrown. So I think if he has that and Brady was like disciplined enough to, to absolutely, obviously he's like the greatest, but I think if you, if you get him that skill set, I think he can absolutely be a good offensive coordinator. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I don't think we'll see it in Dallas, but I guess we'll see probably at some point. I do. Um, have that. So you, you, neither of you watched football in uh, what? 2009. No, it, I was, I was watching football. Okay, I, I, all right, <laughs> Eric, you weren't, you weren't quite yeah, there. 2009. I, I football I, I football took me late actually I didn't really start watching until I was in like junior high which was like 2013 so that was the first okay. football season I, I can never fully recollect actually watching a ton of but first I will tell you this the first football game I ever remember watching I think is the second Giants Patriots Super Bowl just to give you a little bit of history of, of okay okay no, I mean, I remember watching Steelers uh, playoff games in the early 2000s. Like, I'm pretty sure I probably started watch. I probably saw, I probably like, at first, if I were like to really think about it, I could probably remember watching a football game in like 1998, probably. Yeah, that <laughs> was I before I was born. <laughs> So that that that's that's it. I was dragging half there, Eric. I mean, I I, 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 I I was really young. Okay, (laughs) I was really young, but yeah, I mean, I grew I grew up watching football. I just don't, you know, I can't name who the offensive coordinator. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm just much older than you guys. That's all it is. Don't you? You guys will be able to look back on this and in in 15 years be able to to quote this stuff. But yeah, well, I mean, I was actually I was talking to to uh, my brother, and I'm like, man, you know, my dad used to talk about you know uh, Michael Jordan and Mike Tyson, and I'm going to talk about Brady like that because he'll never see Brady play. My son, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And there, there will never be another Brady. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not in our Yeah. Not, not with that. Um, no, not with those, those, that career. Definitely not. Not at all. But we should give the Packers their due. Yeah, yes, we, didn't we should. Time. Holy we cow, man. The, we did the classic thing. We talked only about the Cowboys. How, We're just how? as guilty as everyone else. I guess, like, how did this happen? Because literally the comp I have for Jordan Love is, like, prime Aaron Rodgers. Like, the stuff he's doing, the back foot throws, like, everything. He looks. He had like, a throw where he wasn't on the ground. He threw it. His feet weren't on the ground. Like he looks. He looks like. He looks really good. He looks like a. Oh, I just got the internet connection unstable. Warning. Uh, he looks like a. He just looks like a total baller, and he 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 is he's gonna be a guy that's going to be around forever. And I think the biggest story of the weekend was CJ Stroud and Jordan Love. And I, I think yes. I think that Jordan Love, when people forget, like when he was coming into the NFL, everyone was like, his ceiling could be Patrick Mahomes-esque. And like, if there's any guy I would say could get there, it'd be him. I think he can do all the physical things Mahomes can do. Like, I... I it is it's pretty crazy to watch and they didn't even use his legs he was he's been a great runner this year when he's had to run but it's just not really built into the scheme i i am just i'm i'm a i'm a big fan of what i saw out of jordan love oh and not to mention they drafted all these guys in like the fifth round and jalen reed looks like a stud and dontavian wicks looks like a stud and romeo dubs is a stub and christian watson didn't even really play that much in this game and suddenly he's like their third best receiver and suddenly you're like oh man they, they do have a bunch of really good players on defense like I don't know. Like, I mean, it, this is. Would it shock you if they go on a run here? Absolutely not. I, 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 I feel. I think. I, I feel I mean, very, the, very interested. You've seen a giant Super Bowl, as you just said. Yeah, there is something to getting hot in the playoffs. That's for sure, right? Um, you know, it is. It is a little like it is easy to over like. With 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 CJ Stroud and Jordan Love, right? It's the rookie seasons. It's easy to look at this and say this is like these guys are the next guys, and and you know they haven't done anything other than suggest that they are. But it's almost like you need to see either a deep run in the playoffs or them to do it next year to be one hundred percent certain. Right. But, I mean, all signs are pointing to that, and like the breakup with Aaron Rodgers that the Green Bay Packers regime had, like they were betting big on being able to turn the ship after jettisoning one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Right. Um, and so far, at least based on just this season and this game, it's looking like it was a great decision. We'll see where they go from here, but like Jordan love looked fantastic in that game. Yeah. And then you look at the fact that Aaron Jones is just fully back to being what mm-hmm. he's been for the past God, like, what is it at this point? He's had, like, an eight-year career, and, like, every single year, he's, like, the most underrated running back in the entire league. He is, he has to be one of the best at this point. 118 yards and three touchdowns. Like, just an incredible game from him. They have weapons everywhere. The defense is great. 
it's just hard not to feel like the Packers are just on a collision course with a special run here. And like, I'm, I'm so excited for the Shanahan LaFleur matchup. Like, like that to me is the game I'm most looking forward to next weekend. Well, I, know I was about to people... say they, they're unfortunately they play in the AFC. They're going to run into the 49ers buzzsaw, unfortunately. Yeah, I can't imagine a scenario where they make it through San Francisco. I think San Francisco yeah. is the most complete team in the NFL. Uh, I would yeah. be surprised if they don't win the Super. I think they're better than any team in the NFL, uh, hands down. So, yep. Oh no, I agree with that. I, 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 I am gonna like. I can talk myself into the Packers next week, and I might. It's. It, I. That's how much. No, I, I'm not counting them out. That's how. Yeah, I'm not I, counting them out. But like, the Niners are in a class of their own. In my opinion, they they need to not play up to their potential to to lose anybody. Yeah, but this Packers offense is in a class of their own. I mean, they got the ball seven times and they scored six touchdowns, not field goals. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, like I said, I think the pa- I picked the Packers to win that game, so yeah. <laughs> I I think they are gonna. You know, I think they can do some stuff, but I mean, the Forty ers defense. Uh, or at least the 49ers pass rush. I don't know if actually their secondary is all that good, but I don't know. I think the 49ers pass rush can do some stuff and just the offense. I mean, at the end of the day, the Packers defense under Joe Barry had an uncharacteristic day of actually playing defense. Let's let, let me see that happen a second time. Yeah. That's uh, the Packers looked good and they are somewhat hot. They're still a very, I mean, we all touched on it at the beginning of it. We don't have to belabor the point. They're a very young team. Uh, I can't imagine. Uh, they, they're, they're, they're not at any one position are they better at than the 49ers. Not at any one position. Not even leading up to coach. Uh, so I, I can't imagine them. Yeah, it's cool. It's a fun little story. They beat the bad Cowboys or the team, the trending downward Cowboys. Uh, the 49ers are the team to beat. Far, far be it for me to knock somebody also named Brock, but I would maybe give a slight edge at quarterback to the Packers just based on what Jordan Love just did. But we haven't seen the Niners play yet in the playoffs, so I could be wrong. All right, moving on. Rams-Lions, what a game, what an atmosphere. The Lions get their first Great playoff game. win since before the Civil Rights era. Um Holy cow! Best game of the weekend by far. Before you were born. Before. Yeah. I was before born. you were born. I was. Still, I was very much alive. I. When they were I, I was barely. I had just entered onto the scene. <laughs> yeah, you. I got the two old timers with me. Like, I, they, they, they've seen this before. Why don't you two tell me about? Okay, I'm not that, that old. First... I'm actually not that old. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you two tell me about what the first lines? I mean, I try. I try. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. I I told you. I was saying the last you know last episode that place was going to be buzzing and it was buzzing like it oh, yeah, like for sure that they were ready for that game and the Lions didn't disappoint. They 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 did what they needed to do. They hung on at the end. It, it was it was crazy a little bit what was happening there at the end. But I mean they did what they had to do. They got they bit some kneecaps 
and they got it done. I mean, kudos to them. That fan base has been waiting a long time for this. And, you know, the Rams gave it their, gave it their best shot. I felt, um, I think, you know, I said this, this last, last episode, the Rams, this, this Rams season is one of the most surprising seasons of, of the year, I think, because I think everybody thought they were done. I, I mean, I think to start the year, they had like, the highest number of rookies and starting positions of any team in the league. And they, they managed to get into the playoffs playing well. And, and Matt Stafford had an amazing year. Um, you know, like he, you know, he, he, he's coming off with that off season with that neck surgery. You're thinking he you know, might be done. Maybe the Rams are going to trade him. And he turns in a performance for this year that gets them into the playoffs and they, they play one of the better teams in in the NFC, you know, pretty close. So, I mean, I think it's a good look for the Rams, but it's even better look for the Lions and, you know, just happy for that fan base that they won that playoff game. Yeah, the the Rams are, like, there should be something written about the Rams for this season specifically. Um, and it doesn't take, like, to draw a parallel right across, well, not even across, they share a stadium. The, the Chargers had such high expectations coming in, all this very expensive talent, very good quarterback. And... Just, I mean, look where we're at. We're picking five. The Rams had Only rookie talent. Four picks away from the Panthers, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's how close the, the, you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But the, the Rams, they, they had the very low expectations. They had tons of rookie talent, uh, or I guess we don't need unproven talent. Um, everybody said going into the season they were going to punt on defense. Uh, you know, the offense was going to produce because of their head coach. But nonetheless, you see what good coaching and drafting – uh, can do and how how important that is to uh, a uh, an organization the rams will forever be competitors as long as they have that combo um you can't convince me otherwise i it is disappointing being a, Char a chargers fan but i won't I, this isn't about the chargers we can talk about like the rams and the the lions this was the best game of the weekend in my opinion um the lions deserve the win uh the rams played their heart out but at the end of the day like i think i would even the even Rams fans had to be sort of rooting for that Lions win. Like what a just a just a I don't know. It just felt like one one for the Gipper. Uh, it just, uh, everybody seemed happy about it. So I, I hope the Lions go the whole way. One for the what? The Gipper. God, I'm dating myself again. I'm not even. <laughs> Holy! I've sorry. never heard that before. Is this a? <laughs> uh, I'm a I'll this is this a West Coast thing? It's it's an old no. It's an old Notre Dame thing. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. God, I'm old. I'm gonna have to Google that one. I'll, I'll post a link okay, here for you. Cool. Yeah. Do we lose? Man, here? it was. Oh, no. it was if not. We can vamp. Oh no, no, <laughs> uh, no! I'm I'm back. I think my internet's being really weird, and I, I I'm hoping that it fixes itself. It's it's hard to uh, you. Yeah, got you. Okay. Uh, let me. Yeah, a huge win for Detroit. I, I'm really. I, I, I cannot express how happy I am for them. I have a good friend who's a Lions fan, who uh, grew up here and chose the Lions, and to to see them wins pretty sweet. Jared Goff, yeah, man, he did it. You know, twenty two of twenty seven, two hundred seventy seven yards. Very good. Only one touchdown. They ran it when they got to the red zone. The other two times, but he he moved the ball very effectively. Amon Ross St. Brown had a great game. Josh Reynolds showed up 
Sam Laporta, all their big playmakers are, are what carried them here. And and I, I think they have a really good shot going forward. They're going to get the Bucks next week. Mm, yeah. And that, that that's suddenly a really intriguing game. I mean, Baker played extremely well against the Eagles. On Baker, baby. The Lions also have a a, 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 a little bit of a, a tough secondary. Matthew Stafford, for what it's worth, God, he played so well in this game. 367 mm-hmm. yards two touchdowns some of the throws he made were absolutely insane and you just feel i i feel pretty good about where the rams are at puka nakua is their clear one uh he, he is a top three nfl wide receiver i would argue cooper cup if you can get him back and he can keep himself healthy this offseason and he can come back next year and hopefully contribute as a number two that's a very good number two They finally have a first-round draft pick this year. They could draft a weapon. They could draft someone to add to that defense. They need another pass rusher uh, outside Aaron Donald. But they've done a really good job with this quick retooling. And it it just feels like they're on the right track. And and while it does suck that they lost this game because you feel like with Stafford playing this way, you just don't know if you'll get him like this every year with, with his health concerns at this point. I just I just feel I feel like the Rams are in a good spot and and this even though it was disappointing that they headed out it they've got things to look forward to next year. Would you two agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. All right, we can move on now to Browns Texans. Let's talk Browns Texans really quick. Uh, we touched on it earlier. CJ Stroud is just a master of whatever he's doing. Uh, 274 yards, five missed throws, three touchdowns. This was a game where the, the, the Texans pulled their starters with about halfway through the fourth quarter. I, I don't even really know where to start on this one. Yes, you could just make the jokes. Joe Flacco came back down to earth, turned back into a pumpkin, whatever. But man, I I feel like the Brown the Browns did did all they could this year. They were a solid story. They're in a weird spot going forward with Deshaun Watson. Who knows? I don't have much to say on them to be completely honest with you. But man, the Texans, what a what an awesome and quick turnaround this has been for them to be. You know, one of the worst teams in the league and thinking you're doomed because Davis Mills gives you the second overall <laughs> pick last year into now you look like you are one of the AFC contenders for the next five years. Because, I, you know, to me, I know that we talked about earlier, you want to see more Brock. But to me, I, I put Stroud on the level of Burrow, Allen, Mahomes. Like he's he's at that. I, I would I would argue he's at that level right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not willing to do that based on one season, right? Um, but That's fair. Def- definitely he has shown a lot. That team, that coaching staff, rookie head coach uh, in uh, D'Amico Ryan, like they have shown a lot this season, winning their first playoff game. Like that's going to be huge for Stroud and, and that whole team's development. Um, you know, just getting playoff experience so quick. Like that's huge. Even if, even if let's say they lose, you know, uh, who uh, who are they playing next week? The Ravens, which I mean, I, I feel really good about the Texans going into that one. I I don't know about that one, but yeah, let's say they lose, right? Worst case scenario, they lose. The, this playing in the postseason is so valuable. Um, I I really think that it's it's going to be a a big um 
a big step in the it's a big step in the right direction for that whole team and that whole organization. Um, and even if they lose to the Ravens, you know, it's still valuable experience. Um, that very, very rarely a rookie quarterback gets to play in in the playoffs in the rookie season. So I, I almost look at this as a, this season is is already a huge W for Texans fans. Um it, it's tough to see it any other way. Yeah, they're like uh Stroud's looked great. I'm not ready to put him in that tier of uh quarterback yet. It's very early on. Hell, even Flacco had like a, a run like that in the playoffs at one point, not including uh today's or yesterday's game. But he uh he looks good. The Texans look good. A lot of rookie talent uh still to be developed in a very bad division. Um, I think uh yeah, nowhere to go but up. Uh the Browns floundered in this. Um the the defense that looked great all year completely fell apart and people want to point at Flacco. Yeah. He threw a couple pick sixes. Uh, he didn't it's play Joe great. Flacco. Like you're like, listen, I'll, I'll be among the first to say I was rooting for the Joe Flacco, like, you know, storyline, but like yeah. it's Joe Flacco. It's Joe Flacco in the year 2024. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, yeah, it's not, we, we, he, I mean, he had some great games and he played well in Stefanski's offense, but it's, this isn't a movie, you know, he's not, right. it could have been, it, it could have been a movie. I mean, even then they go to the <laughs> they go to Baltimore, they're going to get walloped anyway, but uh, yeah, I think, I don't, I don't know. I don't think the Texans win next week by any means, but I think they're going to give the Ravens a run for their money. Mm. Uh, I'm not completely sold on the Ravens. Uh, you know, I haven't been on here to talk about it all that much, but I think their defense is a strong part of that. And I think their offense is showing flaws. Yeah. Um, Lamar is going to get probably the MVP. I don't think he's played an MVP level. I think the league's played down um, mm. at MVP level. So uh, we'll see what happens next week, but you know, it, it could have been a better game. It's sad to see it go out Two fan bases that maybe uh, needed it the most, but uh, two franchises that don't necessarily have the cleanest record behind them. So whichever. Mm. I I think the one thing you can also take away from this Texans thing is they are doing this without a lot of great players that they're going to have as well. Like Tank Dell, Tank Dell is going to be with this team next year. Like he was their number one wide receiver for the entire year. And then you realize how good Nico Collins is and how good Brevin Jordan is and how good John Mechie is as a three potentially. And they have Dalton Schultz at tight end. Like it, it is, it's crazy how many weapons they have and it's crazy how good the defense is. Christian Harris is awesome. He was an awesome pickup with Will Anderson. They, they're just, they've got a, a no doubt, number one corner and Derek Stingley, like they, they have a lot of really good pieces and they're going to be one of these teams that are just hanging around in the AFC for the next five to 10 years. And it just got, it just got that much harder for, for us, Joe, like it just got that much harder for the Broncos and the Chargers and the Jets even. And like, it just got, just got harder for everyone. So that that's, that's my biggest takeaway from it from this game all right finally let's wrap up with the game we just uh finished witnessing buccaneers eagles uh, i guess my main takeaway here is you probably have to fire nick sirianni right because that that's like some of the worst tackling i've ever seen in my entire life was all of that game pretty much would you two agree with that 
Like every single I mean, one of the Buccaneers touchdowns was terrible tackling by the Bucs. Yeah, for sure. But Eagles. I I don't think you blow up the regime just yet. Um they won too many games, in my opinion. I mean, I think they're in a similar position that the Cowboys have been in, which is they win enough games to make you believe, right? And and with the Eagles, it's like last year they it was last year, right? They're in the Super Bowl, not crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last year they're in the Super Bowl and they made it back to the playoffs. Usually after you get the Super Bowl, even if you lose it, it's not like you get back to it immediately. So I think it's too early to blow up the brain trust. Um, they won way too many games. They were literally just in the Super Bowl the previous season. Um, but yeah, it was not a good look for for that coaching staff or that team by any means. Uh, I think the, my biggest takeaway of this is I, I'm, I'd be surprised if Jason Kelsey doesn't retire after this season. Um, I think they, they talked about it like during the broadcast there. There's the majority of those players, especially in the trenches on both sides of the ball are like 12, 13 years into their career. Like they're yeah. going to, they're going to start losing that. And I agree with you. I don't think you blow up the, 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 the whole regime. I don't, I think if you run it back, I think they're going to fail. Like they need to make changes to the coordinator coordinator positions. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, if for, if not, maybe, maybe not the, the sole reason, but if not a big reason is what they'll be like the ninth team with, uh, looking for a head coach. Like what, I mean, there's only X amount of quality head coaches yeah, ever anyway, but per hiring cycle, like who, I mean, you're the ninth and you're, you're later than everybody else. I think that'd be a poor decision. Um, I knew going into this game, I knew that the Eagles weren't going to play well though. They haven't played well for weeks. It just seemed like the writing was on the wall. And I like, I'm not necessarily a Bucks fan. Brock, you're probably not a Bucks fan, but I like Baker. Uh, and you can't help but root for this son of a bitch. Like he just seems like a, just a he's like the i don't i don't know he's like a little brother or something he just root for <laughs> a little guy um so i'm happy to see him win they're not going to go far they're not a good team um but they beat the worst team in the <laughs> yeah the i mean my take my so my take joe on on before this game started was you know the bucks are going to represent the nfc south by being bad and barely losing this game to the eagles which i ended up being wrong about so you know i i'll, I'll admit when i'm wrong i was wrong about the bucks um, they are feisty, can be feisty. Um, so, you know, we'll see what they offer, um, you know, in the next round. I, but I, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to go much further if, if much for, if at all further, but I mean, Todd, Todd Bowles definitely saved his job, um, by getting barely winning the NFC South and then winning a playoff game. So, yeah. you know, I like that as a Panthers fan, I, I want Todd Bowles to stay down there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Stay mediocre at best. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you're right. The, uh, the, um, the Baker is fun to watch. I mean, he was, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't hate him as the Panthers quarterback, even though he didn't always play that well. And that's kind of been his, his thing. Right. But like, like we, we said, Eric, if we get fun Baker for this game, then that will be enough. And that, and that's what we've gotten. And it was more than enough to get the win. Yeah. I mean, fun Baker, this was just a, such a nice way for him to, if it ends next week, this was just such a nice way for him to wrap up his season. 373, 337 yards, three touchdowns, Cooked the Eagles defense, looked great. He's had a career year. He's been fun. It, it's been a nice career resurgence for him. And looking ahead to next week now, I, I do feel like we got the eight best teams. We got the eight best quarterbacks. And I I I I'm 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 excited for every single game next week. I don't think we got any bad ones. So I think Yeah, I'm, I was talking with a buddy earlier. I am 
So glad. Uh, I, I thought the Eagles were on the same level of the Steelers, just frauds. And really? I, they shouldn't have been there. I don't think either team should have been there. That Like the leading up to the game, they had no point. Yeah, like the Steelers made it somewhat competitive in that Bills game-ish. Uh, but there's they weren't a good team. So I, I do agree. I think this is the best uh, possible teams going into it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I – I, cause I haven't been on a while. I haven't had a chance to to chat with you guys, but uh, if you had to pick one team going in uh, to next week to who, like uh, neither of our teams are in it. Like nobody's teams are in this. So I mentioned at the top of it, who's like your adopted team that you're hoping goes to the, the Super Bowl? Who, who's that for you guys? Lions. Yeah. NFC line, but the true sad truth is Jordan love went to Utah state. So uh the Packers are are a team I'm I'm very intrigued by and I'm very interested in, but both Packers and Lions I'm rooting for next week. And then I'd I'd really like to see the CJ Stroud run continue. I just I like him a lot as a player. Um I did want to yeah. ask both of you, uh, did we really just get rope doped into this? Are the Chiefs really just gonna waltz their way to another <laughs> AFC title game. Did we really no. just get rope adopted? So, no, they're going to so, get, yeah. Yeah. My, uh, so my, my wife, you know, she doesn't not, not massive football fan, but obviously, you know, there's the Taylor Swift connection. Um, and she was like, so the chiefs are winning the Super Bowl again this year. I'm like, no, no, that is not a guarantee. <laughs> that is not a guarantee. Um, yeah, no, I mean, they want to, they want the dolphins were playing in Kansas city. It was so cold. And you're asking the, you know, the turf, the turf, uh, the turf, uh, you know, it's, it, it, they're coming from Miami. I don't know. I think that matters. I think you play most of a season in somewhere like Miami where it's just hot. Like it's hot. Even, I, so for, for just for context, I live in Florida, but I live in the Northern part of it. It's, it's so much hotter down there than it is even up here. So I don't know. I think playing in that cold for a group of people, for a group of players that don't often play in that kind of weather, especially not in the postseason. I think that matters. Although Tiger Kill would have definitely played in that weather, but like I don't know. I feel like that matters. Um, like yeah, I, weather has a factor, absolutely. But yeah. I'm glad. I hope because they're not a good team. Like, uh, and this isn't by a stalking. Like they're they're just not a very good team this year, um, and they're aging in the positions where they can't draft. Um, so I yeah, I hope uh, I, I I think they're going to get molly whopped in Buffalo. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and I hope that's true, but just, yeah, keep getting worse draft positions. Cause they, they struggle drafting late. They can't. Uh, and I, and I want them to continue to be worse and worse every year. <laughs> that's the AFC bias talking, but like, I mean, maybe, maybe Rishi, I mean, Rishi Rice had a good game. So Rishi maybe Rice was very, very good. I, maybe I he worried. builds on that. I, I mean, worried. you can't really, you can't really take one game, you know, that one game, but I mean, it could be something. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, just... he, he's gotten better down the stretch, absolutely. But I, I don't think he's the answer. He's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I, I don't know just... if they're making the the championship though. That would be my no. official answer to that question. I will no. just say I'm very worried. I'm very very worried. Just as, <laughs> what did at, uh, yeah? As a Chiefs hater, there's no what way. Was the your Chiefs question, bro? Um, well, I was going to actually engage in a bit of. Um, fortune telling and i was gonna ask what brad said oh yeah <laughs> what did brad say well guess what you can find out perfect uh, well that was masterful podcast hosting work 
by Brock, uh, because you can find that up, up next. We will have those two on. You two, thank you very much for joining me. It has been an honor and a pleasure. I hope I see you both Wednesday. You're you're more you're more than invited. I feel like we're we're gonna start around nine or ten Eastern. That is yet to be determined, but we will uh we'll we'll figure it out closer to the day. But uh yes, we will have a divisional preview Wednesday and we will do game recaps directly after the game Saturday and Sunday. So three show week this week, which will be a little crazy, but uh always fun during the playoffs. All right, now throwing it to myself, we will talk some Bills, Steelers, and Chiefs, Dolphins. Hello, and welcome to the past. This is going to be a little bit of an interesting edit. I think I'm just going to put this at the end of when me and Brock have finished. So we're time traveling right now, boys. It is currently the third quarter of Eagles Bucks. The Eagles just got a huge sack for them. And that game remains 16 to 9. We will have you just finished listening to me and Brock and Joe talking about all the games that were this weekend. But and maybe YB, but we don't know if if he'll wait be... while you're in the time capsule. While you're in the yeah. time capsule, who is winning this game? Who's winning this game? Without a doubt, without a doubt, because this will be stacked. After you talking about the game, so now now now's your chance to assert yourself as as a as a true time wizard. I do feel like the momentum's kind of shifting. I don't know if you guys agree. I I know Mason hasn't been watching. He's been doing backbreaking shoveling work for the past two hours. Uh, is that correct, Mason? That is mostly correct. I have been uh, I've been keeping in in uh, touch with the game a little bit, kind of the same way I did uh, last night with uh, Dolphins Chiefs because I wasn't about to sign up for Peacock for a month just to watch one football game. Oh, dude, uh, you should have – I that was on me, by the way. I should have just – I do have Peacock. I should have just put my sign in in, in our chat. That was that, oh, that was that was 100% on me. I mean, look, would I have enjoyed watching the game especially because the Dolphins lost. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, uh, I enjoy giving Tom Grassi the uh, the attention anytime. Oh, you he, did the Grassi he, stream. Yeah, those are those I did the Grassi stream. And he, he, he deserves pretty much any of the attention he gets, man. That dude works fucking hard, and he puts yeah. out some really good content. I've been a fan so, of his for quite a few years. He does some really, really good stuff. Oh, he, I'm, he I'm, caught I'm, me way back when he did uh, the East in the house. That was that was good shit. I'm, I'm oh, my God. With what, what was it? Uh, Wildflower. Yeah, wow, no, was, wild, was, wildfire was amazing, and that was the year the Bills kind of took the East from the Patriots, and so that whole like storyline played. Yeah, that storyline was amazing. It was a lot of fun, and like, yeah, yeah. no, it was all it was like, those were the good days. I'm I'm unfamiliar with this guy. <laughs> He's entirely. like a Packers fan. He's like a Packers fan on YouTube that's like super enthusiastic. He's done. He's oh, done, yeah. I, I I don't watch him as much as I used to, but I I when I was like. Dude, you should totally give me his Twitter information, and we can definitely get him on the pod this offseason. If you can get Tom oh, Grossi, you got Tom that would be crazy. Oh, my God, I would kill. That would be yeah. amazing. No, yeah, Grossi would be I, a big I, episode. Yeah, dude, I feel like, I, I feel like we, we definitely, like, it's not a huge pod, this podcast, but, like, if I reached out and was like, hey, dude, I do a football podcast. I have some people on there that are a big fan of your stuff. Yeah. 
Like I'm, I'm sure he he might. Maybe he be generally like, yeah. is like a really nice guy. Honestly, if you look up his stuff, he's absolutely great. This past off season, um, he did uh he did thirty days at thirty stadiums, and so he went around to literally any every NFL stadium, and he met with like fans, and he did a whole thing, and so like he does a lot of really cool stuff. He actually went with fan of the year this too. This year too, he's up for ESPN fan of the year. You gotta like make it. You gotta you gotta like kind of put the pressure on though. It's like, listen, like you gotta come on my show. Wait, you think you're better than like the Around the NFL podcast? I don't think so. Those guys came on. So <laughs> listen, listen, Tom, Tom, Thomas. Can I call you Thomas? Uh, perhaps you should pop on the yeah, show. Yeah, dude, I'm sure we can get. I'm sure we can get an NFL YouTuber on this podcast. That's my promise. We're gonna get this guy on the podcast this offseason. Let's get Tom Grassi. Yeah, well, 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 that'd be amazing. We'll make this we'll make this happen. We will make this happen. All right. As far as my predictions for this game, I'm going Bucks. I'm still going Bucks. What an Give me a score. Disaster. Give me a score. Uh I'll say Bucks 27. Eagles 20, because I do think they make it kind of close. And, and okay. something right. going that's in, in the, that's in the time capsule now. That's in the vault. Get that locked and loaded. Don't edit it out. I'll know. They won't know, but I'll know. Yeah, dude. I I will. Uh, I'm. I, dude. You think I, I hardly edit anything out unless it's promoting <laughs> hate crimes. Like, we, well, like I was we're... not. You you edit my stuff out. That's not fair. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. Okay. Let's get to it. Today, the Buffalo Bills played in a game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, the Buffalo Bills prevailed by a uh, astounding final score of 31 to 17. Mason, so I was shocked. So I, I gathered from context clues, you weren't at this game? I thought you had season tickets. No, I, I do, I do. But uh, I I made the good choice earlier in the week to sell these particular ones before any of the weather shenanigans actually came up. And so <laughs> I got to avoid all of that nonsense. Wow. Can I ask, how much money did you make? Uh, none. I broke none? even. You broke I, even? I literally broke even. I broke even. I think it's because it's the Steelers. I think it's it's with the thought process of we might have a playoff game in week. Buffalo. You broke even? That makes me sad. Hey, we sustained success does that to a team. Going to a playoff game isn't as novel as it used to be. All right. Well, the Bills ran away with it, thirty-one to seventeen. The state game did get close at the end of the third quarter, but yeah. then the Bills did something that they frankly just have not been able to do during the Josh Allen era, which is run the ball down the opponent's throats. James Cook, the stat line looks kind of pedestrian, but those seventy-nine yards came at the most crucial moments. Josh Allen killed him with his legs. He had seventy-four yards on the ground, and a killer rushing TD, one of the best oh. Josh Allen running TDs I think I've ever seen. One of the best quarterback it, rushing TDs I've ever seen. It, it was such a good rushing TD, it literally convinced Eric to buy a jersey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I mean, we all know the Broncos aren't going to be good for like another decade. So, And, and they play in a division where – you know, it's Justin Herbert plus Patrick Mahomes plus, you know, maybe the Raiders draft 
draft some stud quarterback probably with with their pick and and we just continue to ride into mediocrity i need one of these big guys i need i it obviously can't be mahomes i'm a broncos fan i need i need a josh allen jersey so i'm i I, and those bills jerseys are sick i I think i'm i'm fully i'm fully latching on there's some really nice ones out there too they've got some out this year that there's some gray ones and there's some black ones that look absolutely sick so when you're looking online keep an eye out very cool it's probably a birthday present get for me for myself i'll probably hit it in may and and hopefully find find a decent one i might get it from no don't judge me mason but i might go to dh gate are you familiar with the wonders of dh gate uh no dh gate is basically like fake chinese made jerseys but like they still all for all intents and purposes like look like real jerseys so you're you're not you're you're not a real Josh Allen fan is what I'm hearing from all this. <laughs> are you are you so are you so burnt from the last time that you spent money on NFL jerseys? Oh yeah, dude. That I, <laughs> I I literally I was cleaning out my room the other day and thinking about stuff to give away to like our we have a thrift store here called Savers, but when I ever have old clothes, I just get rid of it to there because they give you like a 20% off coupon. I legitimately thought about giving the Russell Wilson jersey away, but then I was like, no, this is a lesson. No, this is a lesson. I have to keep this one for prosperity. So now I have a Russell Wilson Seahawks jersey and a Russell Wilson Broncos jersey. You know how like the monks of old used to put like fucking like chastity chains around their waist with like spikes in them to keep them humble. You're like doing that with the Broncos jersey. It's like yeah. it's like a modern day punishment uh, chain. Yeah, and I, I mean, if the Broncos trade for any name brand quarterback, like imagine we'll, we'll get to we probably got to this with Brock, but like if Dak for ever some reason ended up there, I know he's terrible. That that would be a day one purchase. So Dak Prescott <laughs> uh, jersey would also be a day one. Well, the purchase. Broncos, the Broncos, okay, but the Broncos with Dak Prescott would be a really good team, like. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. But back to this game, we 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 are we are leaning out in and out of this game. Here's my big things with this game, Mason. One, I'm extremely, I'm not super worried about next week this impending collision between you two, which we'll talk about more on Wednesday. But I am starting to get kind of worried because the Bills are literally down to like all of their secondary is third stringers <laughs> at this point. Like that's that's kind of like Kyir Elam. He's the only healthy guy. Like, and thank God he's good because and now, and, and linebackers are all pretty much gone now too. Like we're down to third stringers pretty much behind our front four and back. And I don't know if you saw the one notable play that Von Miller had. But it was literally pushing the quarterback lightly so that he ran back three steps and still threw the ball. Like, Von Miller literally apparently doesn't know how to get a sack anymore when he's literally right next to a quarterback who's holding the ball. I genuinely don't even know what to do with him anymore. It's really crazy because if you've been paying attention to the news, like, I thought Von Miller was good at hitting people. But apparently, apparently (laughs) no, listen, I think I I would not be, to be honest with you, I would not be concerned about Von Miller. He will show up next week. He, he, it's he the comes, he'll he'll be he'll be ready he yeah. comes to play in big games and he will he will be there and he will make a difference uh up front ed oliver what a year he's had ed oliver <laughs> he's a who beast. would have thought like legitimately 
like a Pro Bowl level player, like very, very good. I thought he was fantastic tonight. The guys that they drafted, they just drafted so well up front. Ed Oliver, Greg AJ Rousseau Evanesa, has been absolutely amazing. Yeah, played so well. These like they they've done a really solid job drafting most of this defense. And like you can say what you will about Sean McDermott, Mason, but at least he has <laughs> some eye for you know because I assume he he is influential in making these defensive picks. At least he has some eye for elite defensive talent because it seems like they just keep picking up these guys. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, the one thing that at least kind of alleviates my concerns a little bit because you're not right, wrong. We are working with like a skeleton crew right now on defense. Like that is is absolutely brutal how many people we keep losing. Uh, it's that Sean McDermott has like a track record of taking no-name guys and turning them into talent. I mean, let's Josh Norman, how successful really was he outside of Sean McDermott's defense? He had – three very terrible years of his career coming into that Bills contract and he turned him around. Well, I mean, I mean, even before that, back on the Panthers. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Those were some of the very terrible years. Well, uh, yeah, some were, but I mean, he, he, he was the re one of the reasons they, they were as successful as they were during Cam Newton's run there too. And again, it's not like he was a particularly hugely talented guy. I think it's definitely Sean McDermott's scheme that, seems to to kind of elevate some of these guys' talent. Um, I, I, I thought the offense looked pretty nice today. I mean, they had a couple of moments where they could have done a little bit better, but the Steelers, outside of, you know, losing T.J. Watt, still have some pretty quality players on defense. And, you know, they showed up. Cam Hayward showed up. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick was all over the place making plays. So, you know, they, there was some really good defensive play that happened on Pittsburgh's side of the ball, too, which – you know, should definitely not be overlooked for them. But, you know, the Bills just just genuinely were actually the better team out there today, which was nice to see. Yeah, they, they went into this offseason last year with the mandate of getting Josh Allen more help. And they did it. They did it. Stephon Diggs has not been the number one receiver on this offense for about a month and a half now, and they have survived. Like, they... they have the players. They have a great running game in James Cook. Don Kincaid is such a stud, man. I am so happy he has panned out the way he has. I, I thought he could have gotten more targets today, to be completely honest with you, but Dawson Knox also played outstanding today. Had a touchdown. Josh Allen loves throwing to those tight ends. And then a guy I've literally been singing for praises of. We talked about him last postseason. Dude, Khalil Shakir just makes plays in big games. He just does. He's he's just a player and a legitimate weapon in these big-time playoff spots. And that was one of the greatest, like, touchdown runs I think I've ever seen. Like, the the, the balance he has to have to keep his knee from going down there and, and getting through all those tacklers to get to the end zone, I, I, I was just really impressed with Shakir today. I, I was totally impressed by the Bills in general. I thought they, they the offense performed about as well as it could. There were a few moments where it kind of stalled out. But if this is what you're going up with, uh, to against the Chiefs with, I feel confident. I, I feel the most confident I have been. And we'll talk about the Chiefs here in a second because their offense looked pretty good on, on Saturday night. But th this is a this is a very solid group. And I, I feel very good 
about the way about the way they're playing right now. And I, you know, I thought Josh, but, and it was nice to see a game where Josh Allen didn't turn the ball over. Like that, yeah. that was good. No and nonsense. And there was no he real concern about it too. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. made smart it, plays. He he was still Josh Allen. He didn't change his game, but he didn't try to do too much. And it, it I, I thought this was one of his best games, to be honest with you. It really was. It was one of his most complete ones, too. Just It was a lot of just really good decision-making, even when it was just making the choice to keep handing the ball off at points. Like, it was just a lot of good decision-making on his part. Um, this is working. And again, I think we've seen that since Joe Brady has come in and since just like the back half of the year where it's, well, if something's working, even if it's not Josh, well, let's do that thing for a while. Keep that going. And so it's it's been nice to see them follow through on that and continue to to progress as a more well-rounded team because that's the kind of team that can actually grind out the three more wins that they need to, to take the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the Steelers for a second. Mike Tomlin gets asked one question in the post game. They open with his contract and he walks out immediately. Uh, one, I think that's totally overblown. I have no doubt Mike Tomlin is going to be the Steelers coach next year. Are you guys with me on that? I just feel yeah, like there's the there's coach. no chance there's they, no he way. steps away or they let him go. He has the, now he, with, with Pete Carroll and Belichick gone, basically, he is the most powerful coach in the NFL, I would argue. And I, I, I think they're going to continue to treat him well and he'll get a contract extension and everything will be fine. I think the story is totally overblown, to be completely honest with you. I agree with that. I think, honestly, I don't really blame him for walking out on that because it's like, look, we just played a really tough game. His team went out there and gave everything they could to try to win. And the first question they're going to ask him is about whether or not his contract is up. Well, let's talk about the team and what they just did out there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Like, Let's actually have that conversation because I'm honestly inclined to agree with you, Eric. I think he has some of those job security of any head coach in the NFL right now because it's not like he's going out there and working with Dak Prescott for the past three years and losing playoff games. He has been working with Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. Like, the, the guy's doing God's work out there to pull that and, team to a winning season and every like year. And, like, the crazy part is Mason Rudolph didn't even play that badly today. Like, he coached him up enough to, to – He had a really good second half. To be yeah, really solid did. and keep them in this game in the second half. That 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 end zone, okay. The the end zone turnover in the first half, that was kind of like where I was like, okay, the game is done. But he did play, he did play really well. And that was more informed by just the respect of Josh Allen and the Bills than like an anti-Mason Rudolph thing. Like it just it feels like if you're gonna beat them, you can't have any of those mistakes. And they lost by pretty much one one or two of those mistakes, right? So and this is again going back to like the whole Dak thing, which will be interesting this this <laughs> offseason. If one of these good teams decides to part ways with their quarterback because they just want to blow it up and 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 start fresh, the Steelers are such a well-run organization. This roster, if you add Dak Prescott to this roster, this is an AFC contender immediately. Am I wrong about that? Absolutely not. Like no. they should, their number one mandate this off season should be to go after star quarterback, whether that be Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott or whoever you're going to try and go get. But I, I think 
they're done with Kenny Pickett. He was healthy in this game. They benched him. Like, this is... They don't have a great draft pick. Either trade up for one of these great quarterbacks this year or go after a vet. Because I, I really do think they're a quarterback away from being a contender again because of how well they drafted on defense this year. This defense was fantastic, and they have some real guys. Jalen Warren was great today, and he was oh, great yeah. through the most through most of the season. Pat Fryermuth was good all year. George Pickens is a solid guy. If you draft another second or third round wide receiver and develop them, like they've shown the ability to do, you can probably get some trade value for Deontay Johnson if you wanted to dump him. Like there is, there are some guys on this team. And I really do think that they're, they're kind of in the position the Broncos were before they screwed up a Russell Wilson deal where the roster is ready to win right now. And if you go after a big time veteran quarterback, I think I think they can get there. I really do. I just I, I I I'm I'm fascinated by them this offseason. They're one of my most interesting offseason teams, I think. That that catch that Pickens made was ge- like genuinely there there might be only like five other wide receivers in the league that I've seen who can contort their body the way that he did in order to make that catch and, and like and, and effectively save their chance at the game. Like if he drops yeah. that ball, if he doesn't make that catch, they're dead. That, that was when they were dead. And he, that was genuinely outstanding. I think the only knock against the Steelers, if you were like going out there looking for a team to pick to, to, you know, go and quarterback for it's a, the division that they're in and be the conference that they're in. You were looking at stiff competition in both. Where the NFC, you can pick damn near any division, and you've got maybe one dude that you're having to compete with to be the best quarterback in that division. Where every but that, division that that top. that only makes the need for the quarterback even more like oh compete. their need. But I'm saying from their their from the quarterback's perspective of choosing a team, like they're not against choosing Pittsburgh over. Why, why would I, I totally disagree with that, Mason? They've been a playoff team with Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph for three straight years. They have the best coach in the NFL, and he just got rid of his terrible offensive coordinator. I don't like, disagree, but you're then in a division that has to deal with the Ravens and the Bengals with Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. You're then in a conference that has Patrick Mahomes I trust and Mike Tomlin and the Steelers organization over Zach Taylor and the Bengals and the Ravens any day of a week with an elite quarterback. I'm- Again, if I'm they, not saying you, they're not if, good. All I'm saying is if you're a quarterback making a business decision about what team to go to and there's four NFC teams knocking on your door and the Pittsburgh Steelers, the one thing that makes all of them more attractive than the Steelers is the fact that they're all in weaker divisions. I know, but I'm telling you right now, Mason, if Mace, if Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins or any top 10 quarterback or top 10 even adjacent quarterback guys that we can we consider top level passers in the NFL. If they end up on this roster this offseason, I'm picking the I'm picking the Steelers all summer to win this division. Like, and I'm absolutely with you there. That's I, there's zero disagreement from me with that. I, I just thing. well, I think the NFL quarterbacks are smart enough to know that Mike Tomlin's a hell of a coach, and they're not gonna they're not gonna be struggling to win. Like in that division, I I, I know I, I I just I I feel I feel Chiefs Dolphins, what a game! Yeah, Chiefs Dolphins was good, but any any other thoughts on the Steelers, Brent? 
Uh, on the Steelers, no, you pretty much said it all. I, was, I, I think that they're going to go into a quarterback battle between Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett and be mediocre as hell next year. I think that's probably what happens. So I'm more, I'm, I'm a lot more, I'm a lot more interested in the obviously like whether or not they keep Mike Tomlin. I think, which I think they almost, almost certainly will. The quarterback thing feels pretty set in stone to me. Like I, I feel pretty confident they're going forward with what they're going forward with. I've seen a little bit of Russell Wilson smoke, but I don't think that really like. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't move the needle. It doesn't move. Doesn't really move the needle for me. Like they're just kind of a non-factor. And like next year, the Bengals are going to be back. I th- I think the Ravens and the Browns are going to be really good again next year. Like I don't know. I'm not as I'm not as if they did get that top level passer, like you said, I'd be in on the experience. But I think that's so unlikely and so uncharacteristic for their organization. I I think they're just a waste of waste of my time. Like the 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 Steelers are. What I mean, I I feel like they are like the quintessential seventh seed team, and it's like what 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 do we have to do with seventh seeds, you know? Yeah. Chiefs, Dolphins, Chiefs win twenty six to seven in freezing cold. Arrowhead, like I said before on the preview show, one hundred percent confident this would happen. Never in doubt. Yeah. There was never a team that was going to stand a chance in Arrowhead in that weather and uh it especially wasn't going to be the miami dolphins um completely unprepared i i will say this patrick mahomes looked really good i was critical of him during the game but i went back i game passed this morning i grinded some tape he's a professional all right you're a professional you went like you went and you did your research 12 is who mccall hardman yeah yeah, I don't understand what's wrong with McCall Hardman. Like, he just had to, like, reach out his hands. No, McCall Hardman sucks. That's what's wrong with McCall Hardman. And, like, <laughs> if he reaches out his hands or makes any effort for the ball, Patrick Mahomes has, like, 340 yards in this game. And That's been the experience as a viewer all year. And, McCall sucks. And, yeah, I mean, he just – he he's – He's so fucking good. It sucks. I mean, he killed him with his legs again. Like, as I've long argued, he's the best. He's the best situational runner in the NFL, hands down. He, when you need him to run, he will just break your back. He needs four yards on that fourth and four and goes for, like, 40 and gets him down to the red zone. It, it's crazy how good he is. Isaiah Pacheco had a great game as well. They gave him the damn ball. That's what the recipe is for this team. And the defense showed out again because the defense has been fantastic all year long. They didn't put up gaudy sack numbers, only two. But, you know, Nick Bolton all over the place. Drew Tranquil all over the place. Like Need absolutely locking down Waddle and Hill. Yeah, like they, 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 they shut down a really talented... Miami group and yeah I mean this is just a nightmare scenario for me because like information really because like sure he's going on the road and we can all probably spin it and say like oh oh no he's never won on the road before but then like we'll never we'll lost sit, on the road we'll, we'll sit here Sunday night and <laughs> fucking Patrick Mahomes is back in the AFC championship game and we're all like, oh, fuck. What, what yeah. the fuck was all of this for? I, I do think the Bills have a better chance of winning that game than the Chiefs. But I will say, 
The defense, this is not the best defense in the NFL, but it is the most consistent, both as a viewer and, and from, a, from a numbers perspective. Like, they just have not gotten uh, torched once. And if there was a team that was going to torch them, it would be the Bills. But also, like, I would say, look at look at the Chiefs-Bills game from before. Like, the Bills played a good game on offense, but the Chiefs' defense wasn't the reason they lost that game. You know, I, I feel I feel like this defense gives them a chance. And also, when you run the ball and when you aren't playing just absolute goober, goober bombs like like Tony. Did anybody miss him? Miss him last night? I didn't miss him. Like, we get this guy... We don't need to play him, man. The team's the team. The performance is better without him. I thought that uh, the Chiefs played a really good game, but it didn't really feel like they had to. You know, like I think the storyline from this game has to be the Dolphins because, like, I get that it's cold and like we could all see it coming from a mile away and like you know to a cold weather and all this stuff, but like they showed up unprepared from top to bottom. They did not get a sack in this game. Hill well, all their defensive well. players were injured. I mean, they don't have. I, I get that their rushers. defense. I was, give them a break that they didn't. I get, get that their defense breaks. was banged up, but what part of their game appeared like prepared to you? You know, like I feel like when you as a as a team literally are in a position where, okay, the team that ended up taking the division from them at one point had a five percent chance of making the playoffs. That type of like collapse is on. The management, and like you look at teams speaking, of like I'm watching this disastrous Eagles game right now. Like teams like that, where it's like the second they suffer a catastrophic loss, they just absolutely go into like a, a death spiral, and everybody just gets all tense and they start losing games and in, in, in increasingly absurd ways. Like, I mean, Miami never re- recovered from the Titans' loss, it kind of felt like, like since that game, which they lost in kind of unbelievable fashion. It feels like they have been outcoached and outplayed in every single game they've played. What was the one win they had? Was that against the Patriots? Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that, like, I, I mean, all Mike McDaniel, I think he's a great coach, but also I think that this is starting to feel a bit like a trend. And I feel like if you're evaluating Tua, obviously you're going to pay him because he's a pretty good quarterback. But, like, do you feel great about, like, signing up for AFC Dak Prescott for the next, for the next like five to 10 yeah, years. I, I don't even think he's at that level. Yeah. I don't even think he's at Dak's fair. level. No, what, I don't think so game, either. What game can you point at? Like, let's really look back to his career. What game can you point at where you're like, oh, Tua took that game over and he won that game? No, Tua, he's Tua played, is, his, Tua his is six like, touchdown game last year. was pretty incredible. And he's had some really good games, but also he's one of those guys that doesn't elevate. He is good right, enough. To how much of his play is predicated on Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle being fucking fast? I, I, that's shit. that is a that is a large part of. It. I do think, I do think Tua is a really good NFL quarterback. Separate, I think that he has just incredible uh, uh, anticipation and vision. And I, I am not out on Tua as like this is like a player that is a pretty good quarterback. But if you're the Dolphins and the Dolphins have big aspirations, obviously, you just got to be feeling a little uncomfortable because it seems like. Every time Tua has a chance to stamp his mark on a game, on the league, something like this happens. And I, I really don't think that the Chiefs are the storyline from this game. Like, oh, wow, the Chiefs won in January comfortably. Mahomes looked good. Wasn't close. Blah, blah, blah. Old news. All right. We've been seeing this for almost a decade now. All right. But, like, the Dolphins are a team that's like, 
the way people were talking about them earlier at the year, like if you look at some of the, the and obviously, you know, people have some reasons to buy, but look at some of the stuff people were saying, like after the the Broncos 70 burger game, like the Dolphins were for the first like uh large chunk of the season, like wow, this is an unstoppable offense. And if, yeah, but a little on. bit of but they, they they proved who they were the entire year. They never beat a good team. Every they never good did. team they and played, I, they lost. Dallas. But Dallas also got bounced this week. Dallas, Dallas also, yeah, Dallas also got jobbed in that game. Like the Dolphins shouldn't have won that game. So I don't know. I, 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 I felt like Dallas was the better team in that game, and they lost. So like, I, I, I really think that um, uh, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the the Dolphins Cowboys game. I'm not talking about the Cowboys game yesterday. They were definitely not the better team no. in that game. Um. But yeah, what do you do with the Dolphins? Because I think they're a good team, and I think two is a good quarterback, and I think McDaniel's a good coach, but it doesn't feel good enough on any of those fronts. So it's like, how do they go forward? I do not know. Hopefully, I, well, I, I don't I don't lesson think about could... playing starters and meaningless snaps, but ugh. I think at the I... end of the day, they're gonna fall into the same doldrum that the AFC East has been in for two decades. It's there's one team that's really good. And if you're not as good as them, you're not good enough. And so now you need to find somebody who is. And so it doesn't matter that two is probably an above average NFL quarterback. Is he as good as Josh Allen? No. You have a problem then. Not even close. And like the Jets might have the same problem next year. Like we don't even know if Aaron Rodgers can still play. It is a it is a problem with the whole division. They just I you can't like they're gonna have to pay to it because they don't have better options, but like realistically you can't they should like they, they should let him walk to be honest with you like he like and and mcdaniels should see this hope ownership i would let him has... walk you could get a probably a good return for him though like i feel like i don't think he's under contract is he to uh they can they can uh they can tag him though can't they like... yeah i would say i think they could like tag him and trade him so that at least like because a team would gladly take right of first bargaining I mean, like he put up, and I get the 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 weapons, but like, I don't know, he put up like forty six hundred yards and thirty touchdowns. Like, I don't know, that's a player that people are gonna want. Once again, like you talk about like the Steelers, I feel like that would be enough of a needle pusher that the Steelers are a serious threat. You know, like Actually, he is yeah. that level of level of quarterback, in my opinion, that he's at least if they like. Do it, that would be dangerous. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, if if you're the Dolphins looking at that, it's like, well, then we should keep Tua. But it it feels like it's just. This hellish combination of like he's like five percent not good enough, and it's like that that five percent is oh. I still yeah. think this off season that the Chiefs need a number one. I still think that's true. Yeah, but they need a number two. They need a number two. We don't need a well, number one. We need two number twos, and it's fine. Look how good okay. look how good Rashi Rice is. He might be the I, number one, dog. That's what I wanted to bring game. up. I, I think he was very good, but I just don't see him as a one. I don't. This was one one thing I was I don't think he's a one. I think he's he could be a good two. This was one of the first games where they really unleashed him down the field in lieu of the usual goobers and bums that they put out there, like MVS and all that. Didn't get as many snaps down there as he usually does. And Rice excelled. Like he has largely been like a, a a yards after contact kind of guy, but downfield, I mean, he had like what, like 130 some yards, uh, in that game, uh, like two touchdowns. I don't know. I think that, I think that Rashi Rice 
with this team, if the offense runs like it should and is buzzing with a top five defense, Rashi Rice, if Rashi Rice is the best receiver on this team, they can be good enough to win a Super Bowl. And I think that that is, that is just what's going to have to be good enough. And next year, they're obviously going to be making some moves in that receiver. And like MVS is, is easy cut, cut, get rid of that money. Like no, no, no penalty to that. I feel like they're going to draft and maybe, maybe, maybe bring somebody in. Like it'll be, it'll be a better room for sure. But for the purposes of this playoff run, Rashi Rice is going to have to be the number one. He's going to have to be the guy because they don't have anything else. All right, boys. I'm going to let you go. Like, Oh, oh, one last point real quick, just before we, because I mean, it's for the preview show too, but like, I think like both of our teams right now coming into this game, Brad, are kind of playing with house money a little bit. Like, um, just like the injuries and like the, the kind of lack of talent in some of the position groups and stuff like that. If it wasn't for Josh and Pat, neither of our team would belong. No, we're at right no, now. <laughs> we have the two best quarterbacks in the league. I, like, I will this, say this is sick. <laughs> I don't think the Bills are playing with house money. The Bills' expectation all year has been to win a Super Bowl. If they oh, don't, win, I think Mason's. I think Mason's telling himself that to make the loss hurt less. No, it's, 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 it's house money. It's house money. Yeah, it's house dude, money. you're lying Doesn't to matter. yourself. To no, make the only house money. The only house money it is is your house is money. You're going bankrupt. Your kids are homeless now because you bet the house. That's the house money that it is. The Bills got to yeah. win this game. The Bills but, yeah, have to win. If the Chiefs win, the injuries, if the Chiefs win this game, I won't gloat about it too much because it's like they're playing – the Bills have had some of the worst injury luck. I get I get your point, and I can see that point to you. The Chiefs the Chiefs in this game have no pressure. There's no pressure on the Chiefs. because will hurt the, if we they, lose. They are the defending champions, and they have made it this far with a really bad roster and a really bad offense. And if they can put together a good offense for a second straight week, that's house money. I totally disagree with your assessment, Bo Mason. The Bills have to win this game or else the season's a a terrible disappointment. I mean, there's really no other. I mean, dude, we had a point where we only had a five percent chance to even make the freaking playoffs. Yeah, yeah, no, but Uh, still, that that would have been a bigger disappointment. Half, let's meet in the middle. I think you're both half right. It's half house money because the Bills, uh, it'll be really bad if they lose, but they can also like look at the the adversity that they faced. They can look at the division title with kind of some pride after what they went through this year. And also, they can look at the injuries and say, That's like, loser look, mentality. Like, it's, it's loser mentality, and you'd never catch me doing that because I'm not a loser. But I think that the, like Bills, the Broncos if they are did a failure that, because they haven't made the playoffs in, if the Bills, in nine years. If the Bills years. did they're, do that, they're a failure it, because I would they understand so- why, as a Bills fan, now I could never be, I would never be in this position, you know? But no. I'm not in. I I don't like moral victories. I like. Victories, I just don't like right? Mason talking but like a loser. Mason, if Mason, no, if Mason say like, look, like we are missing all these players, and if they lose, it's gonna be in a close game. It's frustrating, but it's like also like look at all these factors we we're facing. No, he's just Mason's got down half by of the a Bills. point. He's you, got half you, of a point. You can't let your team you know? beat you down like that, Mason. The point of this is to win a Super Bowl. You have Josh Allen. The goal every single year is to win a Super Bowl. That you have Josh Allen every single year that you don't win a Super Bowl is a disappointment. That's the way it works. 
I mean, okay, if, you know, if you want to tell me how to feel about how my team does through <laughs> yeah. the year, that's you perfectly fine. You go, you go right ahead and tell me that I should be more disappointed in a team that lost Matt Milano and Trey White and then traded for Rasul Douglas and lost him and has the shell of Vaughn Miller. Bernard and out too now? Bernard. He had a great game. The expert, yeah. the expert came back negative and they're thinking that it's only a spring, so maybe he comes back. But again, like every time something good happens, it goes away. <laughs> so well, Elam, Elam had a good game. You know, he Elam was kind did. of like a negative storyline for a long time. I actually will say, no, he was hurt for a long time too. We, we lost him for like 10 games this year as well. Like we, we literally can't keep anybody on the field on the defensive side of the ball and Gabe Davis, but that might be addition by subtraction. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Before we go, any at large points about the other games we talked about? We just talked about those more in depth with Brock. So I'll stay out of the way on this one. Any big weekend takeaways before we, uh, I let you two go. Uh, yeah, I would say, I would say the, the biggest takeaway is that like, I'm not looking forward to having to play CJ Stroud every year now for the next, next, next while. Like Houston, it's so funny because it felt like the Jags were like the heir apparent to the AFC South. Like they were going to like rule it for a while. And it's like, no, I'm pretty sure the Texans are just going to win this division like every year for like the next five years. Like, and it's going to be a lot of like close, like fun division races, but it's like, no, CJ Stroud is just like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Like, like straight up like that. What a performance, you know, like the Browns, it is what it is. You know, the Joe Flacco fairy tale, uh, he turned into a pumpkin but like it's Joe, you got more out of Joe Flacco than you ever could have expected. This isn't on Joe. Defense fell apart. Miles Garrett's about to win one of the most fraudulent defensive player of the year awards of all time. Should be TJ Watts, whatever. Uh, yeah, man. Like, see, the Texans are one of the most successful like turnarounds in a year I have ever seen. Look at the mood around that team when the Davis Mills uh, <laughs> conversion happened where he won that game and cost them the first overall pick. The The mood from there to today might be one of the most like manic switches of fate I have ever seen in uh, my time of watching football. And so I think they're the storyline. He's a storyline. D'Amico Ryans is a storyline. Texans are the storyline. Nico Collins is a storyline. That trade that they made uh, up is the storyline. Uh, and in contrast, like, it's really funny because, like, the Texans got a higher pick by beating the Browns than if they lost that game because they have the Browns pick instead of their own. It's just really funny, like, the this the switch that, that's that's occurred there. So that's that's my main takeaway there. I mean, the Cowboys game, like, I'm not going to say anything new on that front. Like, ha-ha, <laughs> you know, ha-ha, <laughs> 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 that's funny. <laughs> you know, I don't have anything else to add. Oh, Jordan Love, wow, he's pretty good. That's That's – that is what it is, you know. Uh, the Lions, hell yeah, that game. That's like that's like the best game that we've got so far is that Lions Rams game. I actually thought the Rams like played such a good game they just couldn't execute in the red zones. And I really think that that Detroit kind of maybe stole one from them a little bit there. I was kind of feeling I was kind of feeling the Rams like momentum for most of that. So, uh, I'm happy that the Lions broke the streak. You know, I I thought it was a dick move that they booed Stafford like that. What the hell? I don't know. It feels kind of uncalled for. Especially because I don't know if you watched like the beginning of the game, like the opening of the game, they were talking about Stafford and his wife and they had discussed like now coming back to Detroit for the game. And they were like, I feel genuinely bad about this. Like I almost don't want to win this game because 
of like the emotion we have wrapped up in Detroit in their fan base. Like yeah. this is their opportunity. Yeah, this but is I heard chance. the booing what that and that was. I will say this. That was overplayed. He didn't get booed that much. Like, I don't, like the fact that there was booing at all seems like dude, it's the opposing quarterback in a playoff game that you need to win to win your first playoff game in 60 yeah, but... years. Like, grow up. Like, he left. He walked in. Ultimately, he made the decision to walk into ownership and say, hey, I want to go win a title. Trade me. Like, he made that decision. He should, like, he could take, he's a professional athlete. No, he, he can, can take, take it. I'm saying, beers. I'm saying that I feel like if I was a Lions fan, I wouldn't have booed. It feels a little, feels a little If it was not, if it was a regular season game, I totally agree. But it's a playoff game, dude. It's your first playoff game uh, in a decade. A little, ungrateful, a little ungrateful, you know? Hey, right. Eminem at least was really classy about it. He just Eminem asked was, for the win. was was classy. Eminem, man. Oh, I'm so glad he's in my life right now. All right. Mason, any any big takes or we're just gonna get No, that? my only my only real takeaway from the the Browns there is I think they might have just started Flacco a couple weeks too early. Like if they could if they would have just waited. <laughs> Waited and burned up playoff Flacco during the playoffs instead of at the end of the regular season. Maybe there'd be a different outcome here. You only get five good games, but you got to be careful how yeah. you spend them. Exactly, like you got it's 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 a it's a gambling game with him. All right, boys. Other than that, no, they were good games. I mean, goodish. This next weekend will be great. Oh, I'm excited. yeah, I really do think we got the eight best quarterbacks. So, yeah, we do. Uh, I think I think all teams that should have won won for the most part. Like no, yeah, there was there hasn't been one where I'm like, oh man, I don't know. Yep. I think we've got an excellent weekend of football coming up. We will dive deep into it on Wednesday. And then I'm just gonna break this here right now. We're doing Saturday night recaps, so hopefully YP can make it easily for one of those because it'll be Sunday is this time. Saturday night Alright, with that, we will see you on Wednesday.